Thank you for downloading this sermon. We hope you've been blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to give back, please invest in the future of Clearnote Church through our capital campaign, Faithful Through All Generations. To make a donation, visit clearnotebloomington.com slash give. I'll be reading Galatians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous man shall live by faith. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse." What does it mean to be of the works of the law? Well, it means to rely on the works of the law, to take your stand on the works of the law, to approach God with your hands full of your own obedience. Here, God, see? See what I've done? I've kept your commandments from my youth, see? But what does he say? Are those who are of the law blessed by God? Is that the way to receive the blessing of God? Fill your hands with your own works and bring that to God. No. As many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. Those who approach God with their hands full of their obedience their discipline, their discernment, their cleanness. They don't receive a blessing from God, they receive a curse. Why? Because of what the Bible says. What he does next is he quotes the Bible, right? Because it is written, cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, to perform them. That's a quote from Deuteronomy chapter 27. Deuteronomy 27 starts like this, verse 1. It says, Then Moses and the elders of Israel charged the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you today. All of them. Keep all of the commandments that I've commanded you. And then after a long list of curses for everyone who breaks God's law, The chapter ends with these words in verse 26. Cursed is he who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. Doing them. That's what the Apostle Paul is quoting here. Deuteronomy 27, 26. Moses commands the people, keep all God's commandments, and then he says, if you don't do them, If you don't abide by them, 
and perform these commandments, you will be cursed. And so what about you? Have you kept God's commandments? Do you abide by his law? Do you live by it? Not with a lick and a promise, you know? Not with um, this vague feeling that, yes, I suppose God's law should be obeyed, theoretically. Do you do his law? Do you perform his commandments? Do you keep them? Not just some of them, but all of them. If you think that you've kept all the commandments of God, you're an idiot. You're an arrogant, clueless fool if you think you've kept the commandments of God. Or maybe you think, well, you know, yeah, I haven't kept all his commandments, you know, but I'm a good person. In the end, the good will, I hope, outweigh the bad. That seems like a stupid thing to say, but you know what? There are a lot of people who believe that. I'm guessing the size of the room, the number of people, there's some of you who believe that. In the end, God will put it all on a scale. He'll put it on a scale, and whatever weighs more, you know, tips the scale just a little bit is what he'll go with, okay? I was a little bit nicer than I was nasty. Okay. The good will maybe outweigh the bad. That's not what the Bible says, is it? The Bible says, cursed is everyone who does not abide by what? What's it say? All things written in the book of the law to perform them, period. That means all you have to do is not abide by one little thing written in the book of the law. That's all. You have, you have not kept God's law. You do not abide by God's law. You do not perform God's law. And so if you have it in your mind that you'll come to God, that you'll stand before his white throne of judgment with something in your hands, some good, some obedience, some niceness, some good intention, some self-control, some heritage, some doctrine, or maybe just the laws of men, some vegetarianism, some don't litter, whatever it is. You're going to come before God with something in your hands. You will find yourself standing before God Almighty with nothing in your hands. No, actually, you'll find yourself with something worse than that. You'll find yourself with filth in your hands. 
with putrid rot in your hands, saying, look, God, look, look what I've done. Why? Because what the Bible says is all of our righteousness is as filthy rags, worse than nothing, putrid rot. And this should be obvious. Verses 11 and 12, he says this, now that no one is justified by the law of God, by, that no one is justified by the law before God is evident. This is obvious to anyone who knows the Bible. Right? The Old Testament, this is what he's quoting. This should be obvious. For what? The righteous man shall live by faith. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. So you see, this is evident, this is obvious, that you can't be right with God by the law because the Bible says the righteous man shall live, the righteous man shall have life and blessing from God. How? By faith. But the law has nothing to do with faith. Uh, You don't believe the law right? You don't believe the law. You do the law. The law is not something that God gives you to be believed. The law God gives you to be done. So again, is that how you want to come to God? With your obedience in your hands. If you do, you will be cursed. All who are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now, what is a curse? What does it mean to be cursed by God? Well, the Bible is filled with curses from God. Hear this, these words of the prophet Nahum. He says, A jealous and avenging God is the Lord. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserves wrath for his enemies. Mountains quake because of him, and the hills dissolve. Indeed, the earth is upheaved by his his presence. The world and all the inhabitants in it, who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the burning of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire and the rocks are broken up by him. That's what it means to be cursed. Do you remember the blessing that God gives to his people in the book of Numbers? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. That's the blessing of the Lord on on his people. What would his curse sound like? What would his curse sound like? The Lord curse you and abandon you. The Lord make his face like stone to you. And pour judgment on you. The Lord turn his back on you and remove his peace from you forever. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them.
But look. Look at verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Our Lord Jesus Christ bought us. He rescued us. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He paid a price for us. He made it so that you wouldn't have to suffer the curse of God. How? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, look at what he actually says here. He does not say, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having taken the curse for us. What he says is, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Jesus became, as it were, the greatest sinner who ever lived. Martin Luther said, he became all the thieves and murderers and adulterers that ever were in one. Now, of course, Jesus was not a sinner, right? John 8, 29, Jesus says, I always do the things that are pleasing to him. I always do the things that are pleasing to, to my Father, to God. And he even invites the judgment of his enemies. In John 8, 46, he says to his enemies, which one of you convicts me of sin? Eh? Anybody? And God the Father himself says in Matthew 3.17, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He has kept all things written in the book of the law and performed them. Jesus deserved no curse. And yet here he is, becoming a curse. It's as if he committed our sins. It's as if he committed your sins. God saw Jesus on the cross as a sinner. And what do sinners deserve? What do you and I deserve? We deserve to be crushed. Crushed. Ground to dust and burned. The prophet Isaiah said, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Scripture says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. The Lord curse you and abandon you. The Lord make his face like stone to you and pour judgment on you. The Lord turn his back on you and remove his peace from you. No wonder, no wonder Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Cursed is every man who hangs on the tree. This is the heart of the good news. This is the heart of the Bible. This is it. 
We have nothing apart from this. We have no hope apart from this. We have nothing to offer to God. This is your only hope. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, why? What was the purpose of this? Why did Jesus become a curse for us in our place? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What's the blessing of Abraham? The blessing of Abraham is for God to look at you and see righteousness. For God to look at you and see righteousness. Galatians 3.6, even so Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. God looks at you if you believe And what he sees is righteousness. There's one who has kept all things written in the book of the law and has performed them. There's one righteous. Jesus was no sinner. And yet God crushed him. You are no saint. And yet God pours out his blessing on you. He sees you not as you are. Not as you are. But as Jesus truly is. Righteous. He sees you as Jesus truly is. Righteous. That's the blessing of Abraham that comes to everyone who believes. That's why Jesus took on himself, in your place, the curse of the law. That's why Jesus was hanged on a tree. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 This day was the darkest of days for Jesus. It was the worst day. It was the darkest day. But it is the brightest and best of days for all who put their trust in him. Let's pray.